This question comes up periodically. Do I have a moral obligation to a realtor? Well, the question came from a gentleman who asked whether he had a moral obligation to work with a realtor who had emailed him and talked to him on the phone about some properties. Clearly, he's a man of integrity, and it's honorable that he would have a sense of loyalty to a realtor. Loyalty is good. Honor is good. But does a buyer, or a seller for that matter, have a moral obligation to work with a realtor when he would prefer working with another realtor? In other words, at what point does a client have a moral obligation to stay with a realtor? How much must a realtor do to earn that moral obligation? First, let's uh, make sure there's no contractual or legal obligation that would require someone to continue to work with a realtor. If you have not signed a buyer's agency agreement with a realtor, you have no contractual obligation. That's the law. Judges have also ruled that just talking, emailing, or driving around and looking at houses does not create a binding agency relationship. Having settled the contract law and the law of agency, let's look at moral obligations. A moral obligation does not exist just because someone emails and talks to you, or because they do some research, or even because they show you a few homes. None of that creates a moral obligation. Realtors do this for a living, and they do a lot of things for buyers without the expectation of any guaranteed loyalty or obligation. For example, realtors email hundreds of people throughout the year, yet they are hired by only a handful of these people. They talk to a large number of people in person, the vast majority of whom do not hire them. They do free CMAs, or comparative market analyses, for sellers, realizing they are competing with other realtors, which means they do a lot of free CMAs. They send potential buyer clients free information regularly with no obligation. They answer hundreds of questions for buyers on the phone throughout the year, the vast majority of whom do not hire them. They answer hundreds of questions for buyers via email throughout the year, yet they're only hired by a few of them. They do a lot of marketing to reach hundreds of people with the hope of capturing perhaps 1% to 5% of the people they contact via mass mailing campaigns, mass email campaigns, print advertising, radio spots, online lead generation systems, and so on. The point of this list is that realtors are marketing all the time, and they have to market to a large number of people in order to talk to a small percentage of them. And from that small percentage, they hope to start a relationship with a smaller percentage of those people. And from that smaller group of potential clients, they hope to actually list or sell a home. Notice that they have to work with a lot of people in order to work with a few who close on a transaction. This is the nature of real estate sales. So when a realtor talks to you on the phone, sends you some information by email, sets you up on an automatic new listings email alert, and even if they show you some houses, you do not have a legal, contractual, or moral obligation to continue to work with them if you feel it is in your best interest to work with another realtor whom you feel is more knowledgeable and experienced and who you think can do a better job for you. Remember, this is your money and you are the boss. You hire and you fire, and you have a perfectly legal and moral right to do so. You do not have a moral obligation to stick with a realtor who you feel may compromise your best interests or not give you the level of professional service that you want and expect. If you're retiring, there's a lot at stake here. 
You're about to spend a major portion of your life's savings. And on top of that, you need to be sure you find the ideal home in the best area for you. And you've got to get good advice to do all of the due diligence necessary before closing in order to protect you from a nightmare. In other words, this is about you, your retirement, and your money, not the realtor. Don't worry about the realtor. Worry about yourself and your future. You cannot afford to mess up this huge transition and this huge investment. A true moral obligation could be created when someone does something so big that it changes the course of your life in a positive way. In other words, they have done something so significant for you and it bestowed such a benefit upon you that you know without doubt that you owe that person something big in return. In less dramatic ways, that moral obligation can be created at some point in a relationship, but where is that point with a realtor? You do not create a moral obligation with one phone call to an agent, nor with two or even ten phone calls. Nor does one or a dozen emails create any kind of obligation. The realtor owes you nothing, and you owe the realtor nothing at that point. Realtors understand how the business works. People switch realtors all the time. It's not necessarily a matter of time or even how much time the realtor has spent helping you because if you have spent a lot of time with the realtor but then you learn that the realtor is incompetent or lacks knowledge, lacks integrity, or simply doesn't have the professional conduct you expect, you are most certainly not morally obligated to that realtor. You don't have to risk your money and life by continuing with someone you no longer trust to do a good job for you. Many years ago, I learned something I've never forgotten. I recall some movies in theaters that were terribly bad, but I sat through the whole movies because I kept thinking the movies would get better. They never did, and I always felt miserable leaving the theater after wasting two hours and seven dollars. After experiencing this a number of times, I finally made a rule for myself. I decided if a movie was lousy for the first ten minutes, it was unlikely to get any better. From that day, if a movie's not good at the end of the first 10 minutes, I turn it off, because chances are it will not get better. That rule has proven true hundreds of times in the years since. Test it for yourself. Obviously, my point is that if your realtor doesn't prove himself or herself in the first 10 minutes, figuratively speaking, it may be time to move on. Now, suppose you've talked to a realtor for a long time and emailed many times, and the realtor has done many favors for you during the past six months or a year, such as taking additional photos of listings with insufficient photos, previewed a number of homes for you before you could arrive and swim, and perhaps he has incurred some costs sending you printed information in the snail mail. What we have here is a realtor who's demonstrated a commitment to you with his own precious time on many occasions and with his own money. He has clearly proven that he's willing to earn your trust. And if you have come to the conclusion that many phone calls and emails that you feel he's competent, professional, trustworthy, and looking out for your best interest above and beyond, then there is some kind of moral obligation at that point. Let's take this a step further. Suppose a realtor does all of that, but you learn that this realtor is not so competent, or that she is not very professional, or perhaps you come to the conclusion that she has not been entirely upfront with you. In such a case, if you ever did have a moral obligation to her, she has effectively terminated that obligation. Of course, your realtor should have a lot of real estate knowledge, a lot of experience, and I'm talking experience in negotiating price and terms. Your realtor should have a lot of experience in the due diligence process to protect your interest. 
And of course, uh, there should be a lot of knowledge and experience in terms of the contracts and the language used in the contracts. And last of all, your realtor should certainly be able to answer all of your questions about real estate and the transaction. And at any point, if you feel your realtor uh, doesn't have sufficient knowledge or experience in any of these areas, you know what? It might be time to find a realtor who does. The first obligation on your part is to protect yourself and your spouse by making wise financial decisions. And that includes who you hire as a realtor. So here's a rhetorical question for you. Why would you hire any realtor but the best one you could find after you've done your due diligence? There's a lot at stake when you buy or sell a home, mostly your money, your liabilities, and your stress and happiness. Do not underestimate the importance of hiring the right realtor or avoiding the wrong realtor. What is peace of mind worth to you? Don't create an artificial moral obligation when none exists. You have the right to hire the best realtor you can find, and that's the truth. If the first realtor you communicate with is not the one, then find and hire the best. End of story. Some kind of artificial moral obligation should not become your ball and chain. This is Chuck Morundi. I hope you've enjoyed this little podcast. You can learn more at squimrealestateblog.com.